On today's episode of the Wave Podcast, NFL schedule release. We finally have some more NFL news. We know who's playing who and when. We break down the highlights of the Ravens schedule. We break down the primetime games. We break down what we like and what we don't like. The bye weeks, playing in London, all of it. We break it all down regarding the Ravens schedule release that came out last Thursday. Uh, We're also talking a little bit of betting as far as the NFL goes. Win totals are out. We got week one lines are out. We're talking some betting edges that we were able to find on win totals, week one lines, and some stuff that we like heading into the thick part of the offseason. We're also talking Orioles. We're reviewing the last week. Took two out of three from Tampa, two out of three from Pittsburgh. So far, two out of three from L.A. And Cedric Mullins hit for the cycle last Friday. Shohei Otani's a stud, but the Orioles are on fire. They're playing really good baseball. So we're talking temperature check on the O's and how we're feeling about Grayson and Gunner. We're talking about some farm system guys, and we also get into the rest of the league as well. We're talking World Series front runners on the sports books. We're talking NL and AL MVPs, and we're giving predictions as of May 17th for who's going to win the World Series. Also, it's major week. We have the PGA Championship this week, so we're talking Oak Hill. We're talking who we think is going to win, and we're giving out our best bets for this weekend. And finally, as we've done over the last couple weeks, Scoot dives into the NHL Conference Finals and his updated prediction on who he thinks is going to win Lord Stanley. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. Without wasting any more time, let's go. Episode 54. Welcome back to the Wave Podcast. Today is Thursday, May 18th, 2023. Scott, how are you? I'm good, bro. How the hell are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. You know, getting by. I was kind of pissed yesterday. I went to go hit golf balls. I think we make that an every other day ordeal. Middle of the day, right after I get off work, 1 o'clock, Force Hill Rec was empty. And uh, well, I get well, there, yeah. put up. Put up my little uh, John, my little simulator John. Batteries were dead. And I was really wanting to dial in my like 80 to 50 number, like really fine. And I was like, God damn it. So I just had to go back off a field. And for whatever reason, dude, my 60 and 56 on those little like pitch shots, they're just coming off hot. And I hate it. I hate it. Like I want to, I want to figure out a way, and that's what I'm going to really use this little monitor, John, with, is to just fucking figure my numbers out and pull them back a little bit. It's out of control. Yeah, honestly, like, having an issue with your distances is one thing. I have never seen somebody in your particular predicament where it's like you're hitting a 56 150 yards. Like, I just don't understand it. And, like, yeah, what's weird is, like, it's not like I was going to say, the only thing I could think of is, like, Maybe your clubs are lofted differently, but like your 56 and your 60, yeah. like you have the, the degrees on them. Yeah. So, yeah, it makes yeah, zero so I could see that maybe nine through four, but like 60 degrees is 60 fucking degree. I shouldn't be hitting that thing 120 yards. Yeah. No. It blows and the my thing mind. is, it's not like 120 yards and I'm like completely swinging out of my shoe. 
like my driver, I, I unload on it because I only swing it 18 times. At, no, 15 times. I was going to say 14. And so, like, I still don't know what to do, dude. I don't understand. So, I was really hoping. So, I'm going to go back out tomorrow and hopefully put in some new batteries and figure those fucking numbers out. Because And, like, if I try to slow my swing, I get screwed. Like, I just, like, I don't. I was going to say, that that's another thing that I've noticed about you, particularly over the last, like, month or so. You swing really fucking hard. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, I swing hard, but, like, I don't feel like I'm out of control with my swing. No, you're not. You just swing really hard. Like, and, like my your driver's hands, swing. Your hands move fast. Yeah. So like you have a you have a good bit of club speed and that's on all your clubs. So like that could have that could be one thing that has to it's do with de- it. It's definitely what it is. It's, it has to do with my club speed. Yeah. So I just gotta figure out how to find center club face with like a 75% swing. Yeah. But yeah, dude. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine. Same old shit this week. Yeah. I just like I, yeah. I, yeah, just it's one of those weeks where like I was working on a really big project for work that I got finished last week. So now I'm kind of like, all right, now what do I need to do? Like, I have a bunch of like little stuff that I've been taking care of, but I'm like, I was working on this project for like two months and like, it took up most of my days. So now I'm just kind of like piecemealing my days together and it just doesn't feel as fluid. And on top of it, I woke up this morning to go to the gym at like five ish and I'm exhausted. Dude. So I've just been low energy all day, brother. I woke up this morning. Kristen, this time of the year, loves sleeping with the windows open. Me too. To be completely honest with you, me too. I like the smell of the fresh air, the sound of the breeze and the trees moving. Sure. I woke up this morning. My head felt like Hiroshima was about to go off. Hey, like, yo. Dude, my head. You like that feeling when you have a headache? There's yes. just that feeling. I felt like I had a, like, if I touched my head, my head would explode hurt. And so I was like, all right, like I'll take some allergy medicine because I figured it was that. Took an Advil and a, and a piece of allergy medicine, brother, by noon. I got off work, and I was like, god damn, like I'm fucking exhausted. Looked at it. It was a drowsy, uh, drowsy allergy relief. There you and go. And, dude, I have been – I got a coffee, coffee, large iced coffee with a shot of espresso in it, and it did nothing. And we, we helped Kristen's parents with their garden today. And it was maybe the hardest task of my entire life. <laughs> like, dude, I've been so tired today. And I was like, there's part of me was like, shit, like, what the fuck? Am I about to get sick again? But I was like, I went home and I checked the box. I was like, God damn it. I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. Just. I was going to say, nor- I think you got another like two weeks before you're scheduled to get yeah, sick. We're not again, quite there yet. Not quite there yet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Memorial Day weekend. That'll be the one. Yeah, there, <laughs> yeah, ruin your ruin your holiday weekend. Yeah, because it would be about two months since I came back from Disney, so it's every two months. There you go. Clockwork, uh, brother. <laughs> Mother Nature is undefeated, especially when it comes to beating your ass. The fact that I haven't, God damn it, I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna fucking wake up with the head cold tomorrow. The fact I haven't gotten like sick during the spring yet, like real spring, like I got home beginning of Disney and I got sick, but that was because of just traveling. And the Santa's gave me the Santa's flu, and. This time, like, I'm not getting sick, so I'm just interested. It might be because I'm, I'm, I almost said something real bad. Maybe I'm just guzzling that honey my dad gave me, and it might just be like, but the allergies haven't done shit because I'm dying. I'm fighting for my life here. I don't know. You were just in a whirlwind of hurt. Yeah, I could, I could see your brain just going through it. Like, you are going through it. Dude, my allergies this year have just, I was making dinner with Kristen. Yeah, we got a window or two open, and I was like, (laughs) 
like my nose was itchy, my eyes were hurting. It was awful. No well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to see you're actually, you know, you, you don't look like Will Smith and Hitch right now. So, you, you know, you look like you're doing okay. Yeah. Uh, all right, Scoot, let's go ahead and dive into it. Um, so I was thinking back on what we really should talk about this week when I was kind of, you know, looking at the week in review. And uh, a good bit has gone on over the last couple of days since, since the last time you and I jumped on here together. There's been a good bit that's gone on kind of in our world of sports. Uh, and the biggest of that being uh, the NFL schedule release. So I figured we could start there. Yeah. Um, I can't remember if you and I were talking about it on Thursday last week when it came out or if it was in our group chat or whatever. Uh, I don't really understand why the NFL makes a big deal out of the schedule release. Yeah, when they when they post every freaking big primetime game. Like- and that's that's kind of my point. Like, So I love the fact that like every team gets to do it their own way. Um and it's kind of become like the social media, the social Olympics. media Super Bowl. Yeah, exactly. And some teams are really, really good with it. Like the Chargers this year and last year, they did the whole anime thing. I thought that was yeah. really, really creative, really cool, really like well done. Um, the Titans this year were phenomenal. That where one they just made me laugh when that guy said the Jaguars were Cheeto the Tiger. I lost. <laughs> Like I lost it. See, the one that got me was the group of girls where it was like they call uh, them the 69ers. No, no, oh well, yeah, that one too. But no, the group of girls on Broadway where they were like, Oh, it's the Dallas Cowboys, it's the Dallas Cowboys, and then it showed the Indianapolis Colts. That one killed me. <laughs> but they were really good. And then there were like there were some other ones that I thought were were pretty well done. Um Atlanta, not sorry, not Atlanta, Ooh, Arizona. Arizona, Arizona the night before. Off. The night before, they are public enemy number one now. I fucking, I'm, I am so done with the Arizona Cardinals and all their bullshit. I cannot wait for them to win three fucking dude, games this year. Dude, they had the fucking nerve to tweet those tweets out when their quarterback signed a contract that he can't play video games a certain amount of time. <laughs> the least self-aware thing. The least self-aware thing I have ever witnessed. Like Jesus. it's it's one thing to kind of like you know poke fun and ha- and you know have a good time on social media. That's what yeah. that's what we're there for, yeah. right? That was just the, like I said, the least self-aware thing of all time. So, like I said, different ends of the spectrum for different teams. The Titans and the Chargers, I think, really won the event. Um, but I just don't understand why we we break or sorry, we quote unquote leak a bunch of games it, in the so in the 48 hours leading up to Thursday at eight o'clock when it releases. And then by eight o'clock on Thursday, we, we damn near know the entire schedule already. So that, that doesn't really make sense to me. So I don't know, I guess, I guess I'm just I'd confused. Be as to why... if that didn't happen. Like, like exactly. Yeah. Like if, if the NFL was like, Hey, all 18 games for all 32 teams yeah. are going to drop at, eight o'clock on Thursday, Uh or even if it was like a, Hey, we'll, we'll, we'll leak some of the big games, right? Like, like the chiefs opening up against the lions. Like if that one were to leak and then like some of the international games, like, yeah, sure. That makes sense. No, don't leak any of it. It's stupid. I mean, look, if I, if I, if I were to have my cake and eat it too, I would prefer no games to be leaked, but I understand them kind of putting out some games, but we knew the entire international schedule on like Wednesday morning. And then, like I feel like we knew we knew the entire Christmas day slate before Thursday at 8 p.m. Like, it was just it was just weird. I don't know. Yeah. And they've been they've been doing it more and more over the last couple of years, which I just think yep. is increasingly weird. Um, but all this to say, the Ravens schedule is out. And I don't really know what to make of it. It was the most un 
I want to say the most uninterested of it because I loved it. I was really like excited for it to see like what it, you know, what it is matchup wise. How it's going to shake it, out. Yeah. Like I guess how it shook out. I was just like, okay. Like, yeah, that's kind of how I felt. It's too. also mid May. So that also puts a play of a factor. Like yeah, those true. are on a great stretch right now, playing good baseball. So that could have something to do with it. The O's are great. And I'm just not as like rabid for the Ravens. Yeah. Sure. Um, yeah, I'm just like, meh, okay. I see that's, an X amount from 10, I think floor 10, ceiling 13. That's kind of where I'm at too. Floor like I eight feel, or I, nine. I I think I think if you win any less than 10 games, then you know you're 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 in a little bit of hot water. And I don't know. I, th- that I would think be we di- could, that would be disappointing. That would be a bad season, I think. Yeah. I th- I think I think 10 and 7, 11 and, and 6 is kind of where most people have the Ravens slotted based off of what we know right now. Uh, personally, I, th- I think we could go 11 and six. I realistically think 12 and five is not out of the realm of possibility. I think 12 and five, if everything goes like 2019, I mean, that, then they would be better, but I'm just like, that was like, I felt like the last year that we didn't get completely screwed by a scenario. Mm-hmm. I agree. Like, yeah. I think I a lot, of, a lot has to go rare in football, but. Right. And, and, and don't get me wrong. A lot has to go right for us to go 12 and five this year because that's what I, but like, but, I feel I like mean, that's, that's every team every year, you know, so that can kind of be applied. Of wins, it's a lot of wins. Sure. But I mean, you look at, you look at the team that we have, the money we've invested on both yeah, sides of the ball. Yeah. 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 Kind of, hard you to know, do, though. it's absolutely hard to do, but you know, you pay, you pay your, your quarterback $260 million. You know, you're paying Roquan Smith, a hundred million dollars. You're paying Marlon Humphrey, $95 million. Like it's, you got guys, so you would imagine yeah. you should be able to win double-digit games every year. Anyway, I digress. Yeah. Um, some of the highlights that I pointed out from our schedule this week, or this year, rather. So we open up week one against Houston. Slaughter. This gave me, like, immediately gave me that, 2019 Miami Dolphins vibes. That was That's going to be a bloodbath. Dude, I'm telling you, we're going to put up 50. Bryce Young's first game against the Ravens. Are you CJ Shroud. Oh, you're right. No. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> oh, even better. I, for whatever reason, thought. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, CJ Stroud, he's screwed because I don't like CJ Stroud. So. Which is, I don't understand. He never won big. I'm not getting into this again. We're past it. He never won a big game, and he had every fucking opportunity to do it. I mean, Again, this is definitely a, a longer conversation, but he did everything to win that semifinal game against Georgia. Okay. Well, he lost two games against Michigan when they were the favorites going into him. So, yeah, well, I mean, Mich- Michigan, Michigan was good his senior year to, or his last year too. Michigan was good the last two years. They were, they were, they were good. But sorry, you got to win one as a starter at Ohio State. So yeah, no, I, 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 I hear you. Uh, so uh, anyway, we're opening, yeah, opening up that. week one, week opening one, up that. at the bank week one against the Houston Texans. Watch out. Yeah. Uh, week two, I think we're against Cincinnati. Are we on? Are we at home or are we on the road? I think we're on the road, right? Week two. We're on the road. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, week three, Scott, your guy coming to town. AR five, not no longer AR fifteen. AR five. Christ. Uh, Indianapolis Colts coming to town. Week three. Um, next notable game on the schedule. Week six, we play Tennessee in London. I hate that. I can't stand it. I fucking hate when we I play also hate the way the schedule plays out afterwards, too. Yeah, so I, I figured, right? I figured we play in London, and then we immediately have a bye. Yeah. That's not the case. So we play in London, and then our bye week is week 13. So there's a six-week stretch after 
we play in t- we play Tennessee and London yeah, until brutal. our bye week, which is fucking ridiculous. Like, yeah, okay if you have your week your bye week, you know, eight or nine. If you play in London week six, yeah, it's just to me, uh, you know, it's kind of bullshit that our bye week is so late. It's also kind of bullshit to me, like I said to you when the when the international schedule came out that I think six or seven playoff teams are playing in international games. Yeah. I understand what the league's trying to do with that, like getting good teams and putting out yeah. a good product for the international uh-huh. fans. I get all that, but they're going to be happy with football regardless. Like you could yeah. literally, you could literally well, give them shown that the last 12 years. Exactly. Like you could literally give them Broncos and Patriots and they'd, yeah. they'd fucking That's love still, it. It'll sell off. Exactly. So I don't know. I, I, I am very opinionated when it comes to, to London. But anyway, Ravens are going back there for the first time since I don't even know when. 2015? I want to say it was 16. Was it 16? I want to say. When we got fucking... I, was, I was coming home from a wedding um, in Pennsylvania. And needless to say, I got up a little late. And I missed the Naturally. game. Naturally. I missed the game. Well, you didn't miss much. Yeah, I know I didn't. <laughs> Uh, week 11, we play the Bengals at home on Thursday night football. Kind of hate that. Yeah. Don't, don't love it. Um, I guess what's crazy true... is they have a Thursday night game in between that period of London and by. Yeah. That's super fucked. And that's yeah. what I mean too. Like, so week 11, you, you play Cincinnati Thursday night. It would make sense to give you a bye week 12 right. at that point. Yeah. Or, or the bye week 10 going into that Thursday night football. I don't Again, I'm very opinionated when it comes to the international games. But anyway, I digress. So week 11, we play Cincinnati at home on Thursday night football. Week 12, we play the Chargers in L.A. on Sunday night football. That's going to be a great game. It's going to be a very fun game. And then week 13, like I said, we have the bye. Week 15, we play Jacksonville in Jacksonville again on Sunday night football. That is also going to be a sneaky banger. Yeah. And then the last primetime game of the season, as of right now, we play the 49ers in San Francisco, Monday Night Football, Week 16, Christmas Day. I love that. Yeah, me too. Like I, I, I thought about, like, as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, we're playing on Christmas Day. I hate that. My Christmas could potentially be ruined. But then I started thinking about it. That's awesome. It's at the end of the day. Ravens, the, Niners. At the end of the day. You're 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 buckled from the the ton of Santa's juice, and and Hold stop on. that, stop that eggnog. Come on. on. At the end of the day, you you got done wrapping presents, you got done ripping presents, and you get you, at the end of the day, you've been drinking all day, you've just been sitting down watching nice football, some some basketball, and then you're gonna end your night on Christmas night. It kind of helps that that Christmas depression out a little bit. It kind of puts it to the end of the day. Then that's at, fair. Like, that's fair. And then at the end of the night, I'm going to be depressed as shit because then you know Christmas is done and the Ravens game's over. So you know. yeah, fair well. point. Fair point. But anyway, everybody's seen the schedule, so you know you know the holes that we we kind of skipped over. But those are the big games that stood out to me. Obviously, we have the divisional schedule. I think we play. Um, did I do I remember correctly? We played Detroit. Uh, we play. Who else? We don't play the AFC South. It's the AFC West, or no, excuse me. It's the NFC West and the AFC South. Um, so who am I missing? So we have Houston, Tennessee in London, Jacksonville, Indianapolis. Yeah, we got all of those. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I don't I don't necessarily know how to feel about the schedule. Like I, I'm kind of with you. The more I think about it, I'm just like, okay, you know, meh, that's the schedule. It's yeah, like, and I think do. I do think the O's have a lot to do with that, if I'm honest. 
That's fair. I definitely think so too. As Yenier Cano fucking strikes out somebody again and hangs yes. his nuts on him. I love him, by the way. I yeah. I have. I don't know what it was when I saw Yenier him Cano. pitch that first game against the Nats. Was that what it was? Was it the Nats? Was it the Nats or the White Sox? I think I was, thought it was the White Sox. It might be no. Yeah, it was the White Sox. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Right. We were at the Greeks when I saw him watch, or when I saw him pitch that game. For whatever reason, off the like, I was like, I need him to be on the roster the whole year because he's going to be disgusting. He just has that whippy arm. He's so good, dude. So good. and his his shit is live, nasty, like, nasty, nasty. He's got a heartbeat. Yeah. Um. So anyway, yeah. That's that's the that's the Raven schedule. You know, we kind of gave our thoughts there. Um. Like I said, barring any sort of, you know, cataclysmic bad shit that happens to the Ravens like we've experienced over the last couple of years. Yeah. I think I think 10 and 7, 11 and 6 is kind of the range that most people are are circling for the Ravens. Yeah. Um, I think the Ravens win total on FanDuel is nine and a half. Really? I believe so. It's either nine and a half or ten and a half. I can't remember off the top of my head. It's it's one of the two. I'm putting that in right now. I know for a fact though that the AFC North is I think the only division where With all teams have above eight, probably. Yeah. So the, the, the lowest in the AFC North is the, is the Steelers and they're at eight and a half. I know that. Hmm. Um, I think the Browns are next. Then the Ravens, Ravens the on uh, Fandle are at 10 and a half, 10 and a half. Okay. So yeah, that, that makes a little bit more sense. Yeah. That makes, that makes a little bit more. That makes a little bit more sense. Yeah. Yes, it does. So I think they're probably right on. Um, and a lot of that probably has to do with liability. A lot of people expecting them to be better with, you know, Odell and Lamar signed and Munkin and sure. whatnot. Yenier Cano strikes out another person this inning. Um, so I think 10 and a half is probably the right number. Uh, I don't, I don't, if I were betting on it, I, I don't know which way I'd go. Um, I think optimistically, I'd probably just, I'd probably take the over just because I want 10 and a half. Yeah. But that's that that was one as like an objective football fan i would probably just have to stay away from because that that yeah. feels like it's right on the number yeah 10 10 feels like that's certainly the number uh some other win totals since they were posted this week i had a little bit of a, a little bit of chance to dive into them some win totals that i like scott this one i kind of alluded to uh last week or the week before uh on the program right after the draft the Atlanta Falcons, I like over eight and a half wins. I know you're going to hate this, but just hear me out. No, I'm, I'm listening. I'm trying to understand. Okay. So first thing that stood out to me about this team, right? Their division sucks. The NFC yeah, South. Yeah, oh, 100%, 100%. NFC South is a dumpster fire. Okay. So I'm figuring in those six games, I'm confident that they can go four and two. Right? So if they get four wins right off the bat there. Oof. Because I, guess, I guess someone has to. So, yeah, exactly. Like you have to think about it, right? Like Panthers, we don't know what they're going to be with Bryce Young and everybody. Panthers have a good de- Panthers have a good defense and they signed a, a bunch know, of vets on offense. That's why I think I like the Panthers the most. That's that's fair. I just I don't know if I'm ready to to, to put my eggs in the Bryce Young basket just yet. I want to see sure. him. I want to see him do yeah. it at the pro level. Um, Baker is currently the quarterback of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I, I personally think they're going to be a dumpster fire this year. Like, I, I think they're going to be by week eight. I think they're going to be bad. And the yeah. only reason, the only reason I might disagree with you there is because their backup is Kyle Trask. And I don't yeah. know really what they think they could get out of him, but who knows? I might be wrong. And then uh, who's it? Oh, the saints, the saints probably aren't going to have Alvin Kamara. Derek Carr might elevate. Derek Carr is, you know, if up in the air. See that Derek Carr on the Saints right now is the same situation as Vegas. That's kind of how I feel too, and I think you know, 
by and large, he has better weapons in New Orleans. Michael Thomas, Chris Olave. If he can get on the field, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. But I'm just saying, like, out in, in Vegas, he really only had Devontae Adams. Like, Derek, Derek Waller was hurt for most of last year. So, Devontae was yeah, I think mostly probably, doing I it on think his you're own. you're probably right about the Falcons, but I just hate their quarterback situation. I, I hate the quarterback situation, too, but... I'm thinking, you know, Tyler Algier went for over a thousand yards last year, and he was an undrafted rookie. So you're bringing in Bijan, right? They have Kyle Pitts. They Dijon, have the Dijon mustard. Yeah, exactly. Well said. They have Kyle Pitts. They have Drake London. Like they, they got some guys over there, and they've invested mm-hmm. a shit ton in their defense. They went out and got Okuda. They signed Calais Campbell. Um, they still have AJ Terrell. I think they made another signing too, which was uh, it, it's escaping me, but they. Did a lot of work on their defense. So I think eight and a half over eight and a half for the Atlanta Falcons. I like that bet. Another one, Scott, you might like this. I don't know how you're going to feel about it. Indianapolis Colts and your guy, AR5, over six and a half wins. Uh, I just don't know. I don't know. So this, this one to me was a, now hand up. I had a really bad take on this team last year. Predicted them to be in the Super Bowl. Sure did. Really bad take. Just I had Matt Ryan winning MVP, didn't I? Did you? You might have. I think I did. I yeah, I had the Colts in the Super Bowl and I had Shaq Leonard winning defensive player of the year, and he played like two games. So but hear me out. So they have I think they currently have the most expensive offensive line in, in the NFL, the most money allocated to the offensive line out of any team. Um, they still have Jonathan Taylor. They still have Michael Pittman, who I believe is really good. Jelani Woods is a good tight end that they just don't use. I'm hoping Shane Steichen, the way that he kind of used Dallas Goddard last year, I'm hoping he can kind of incorporate some of that with Jelani Woods. And then their defense. If Shaq Leonard can like actually be healthy, like everybody's saying he's supposed to be this year, paired with Zaire Franklin and DeForest Buckner, they lost Stephon Gilmore, which I don't love. Mm-hmm. Um, but Kenny Moore is still there. Like they have guys, and I'm co- like I'm confident that. This is another one where outside of the Jaguars, I think the Titans are going to fucking suck this year. Yes. And I think Houston is a massive question mark because, you know, CJ Stroud, like yeah. I, I am a big fan of CJ Stroud. I know you and I differ there, but he's still a rookie quarterback who has not taken a single snap in the NFL and they have a rookie head coach. So I don't know, six and a half just for me with the team surrounding Anthony Richardson and Shane Steichen, who was with Jalen Hurts, took Jalen Hurts to the Super Bowl last year. I think six and a half is just too low for me to pass up. So that's another one that I like. Yeah. I, I just, with AR five, I just don't know. I don't know. That's, that's completely fair. That's completely it's not fair. because I don't think it's going to be good. I just think that first year might be tough. Yeah. There's definitely going to be a steep learning curve. Definitely. Like I'm not ruling that out. And I mean, I've out been, of all the rookie quarterbacks at their respective teams, I think he's I, in the best situation right now. I do too. So I kind of feel like, that there's going to be I, a team that makes like that, like kind of like that rookie comes out of nowhere type of a thing. I guess I it think, could be them. So I don't know. Yeah. And, and I just think with his athletic ability, like with what Shane Steichen did, I think that's something that nobody's talking about enough. Yeah. Shane Steichen and the offense that he curated for Jalen hurts. He basically can just copy and paste it for Indianapolis because obviously he's not as polished as Jalen hurts was last year, mm-hmm. but I think Anthony Richardson possesses a lot of similar skills that Jalen hurts had. So more or less, you can kind of run a similar scheme with mm-hmm. Anthony Richardson. Yeah. So anyway, over six and a half for the Colts, I like. Staying in the same division, I like over nine and a half for the Jaguars. 
Um, this one to me, similar to Atlanta, where, like I said, uh, when talking about the Colts, the AFC South is not a good division. Jacksonville last year, I think won, I think they won 10 games last year, right? Yep. They, yeah. And in my opinion, they got better. They're getting Calvin Ridley back next year. They brought back uh, Evan Ingram, who had a really good season. Um, their offensive tackle, Cam Robinson, I believe, is suspended for the first six games, but they they drafted a left tackle in the first round this year. Um, and they got secondary help. So I like Jacksonville over nine and a half. This to me is like a keep it simple. Last year, they won 10 games. They got better in the offseason. Um, what's his name? Trevor Lawrence has another you know, off season with Doug Peterson to prepare for the year. And he's getting Calvin Ridley. So I like over nine and a half for the Jags. I think the Jags are going to be a wagon this year. Dude, me too. Like that Ridley edition, I think could just be, I think, I think Lawrence, I don't know what his MVP odds are right now, but I, I would be looking, I think I was just about bro. Bro, I was li- that was literally going to be the next thing I said. I'm not ready to lock it in as one of Mm-mm. my takes or as one of my bets. But Trevor Lawrence to win MVP is a sneaky sort sneaky, of sneaky interesting, sneaky juicy interesting. one that I'm I'm letting marinate for a little bit. It's sitting in the fridge, it's covered, right? It's marinating. Yeah. Not quite ready to to come to room temp yet. But I got it in there. Well, I saw I was on like FanDuel like 10 minutes ago and I was looking at just like the first page of MVPs. Mm-hmm. I think Lamar was the last one listed. It was at 1500. Okay. So I could only imagine Lawrence Trevor's probably, probably three, 17, 1800. You think? Uh, you know what? Let yeah, me pull it up say, now. While we're, while we're on the topic, let me go. I ahead was going to say 25. Okay. Oh, you're, 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 you're thinking pretty long. Mm-hmm. I see. The one thing, though, like with with Jacksonville, outside of Calvin Ridley, who I think is going to make a Bam. massive difference for Trevor. Trevor, 16. 16, okay. So, yeah, that's I think that's about right. Um, I'll tell you what. I might go ahead and get on that right now because I don't think those numbers are going to get any longer. No, I love that. I love that number. Me too, man. I think I think him and Doug Peterson having a full offseason to kind of, you know, not even worry about the Urban Meyer stink in that building, mm-hmm. I think is going to be huge for them. Like you saw what Dougie P did with them last year. I think it's just going to be taken to another level because now the entire locker room was like, OK, this guy took us to the fucking playoffs last year. We overcame a 28 nothing deficit to the Chargers in the wild card round. And we we were what they lose by seven to the Chiefs, six, yeah. seven, something like like it. Doug Peterson is clearly a very good coach and uh, Trevor Lawrence is clearly a very good quarterback. So I think those two having a full off season to kind of get comfortable with each other with the rest of the team buying in. I love mm-hmm. that nine and a, love that nine and a half for the Jags. And I love 16 to one for Trevor to win MVP. Yeah. Yeah. Here's another one, Scott, that I don't think you're going to like uh, just based off of what we've talked about. I got over nine and a half for the New York jets. I mean, I certainly hope so. It's kind of if, where I'm at. If they don't, mm. we got problems. Well, not we. You, you yeah, will no, actually I'm be loving. loving. <laughs> I'm loving that scenario. Uh, the New York media will certainly have some problems. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, nine and a half. I feel like the roster is just too good. They won seven games last year with Zach Wilson slash yeah. Mike White. And basically, it's the same team, but you're adding Aaron Rodgers. Who, yeah. again... Uh, 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 an opinion that you and I differ on. I think Aaron Rodgers has a lot of really good football left still in him. So 
over nine and a half, that number just feels too low. I would still probably like it at ten and a half, if I'm being honest with you. I was gonna say, there's no way that the Ravens should have higher win odds than the the Jets. Yeah, I agree. Or I guess lower odds. I guess. My next one. This is more of just like a system play. Steelers over eight and a half. Until Mike Tomlin has a losing season, I will never bet against them to not win more than eight games. Yeah. No, I think they're still they're weird to me too, though. It mm-hmm. all the I, just, I don't I don't know what to think. I have no idea. I feel like a lot of people are are still kind of holding those questions about Kenny and if he can be the guy. I you and I have yeah. you and I have talked about him. I I like Kenny. I think he's very good. I think in the right system and with the right guys around him, which I believe some of the guys, like I think George Pickens is great. I think Deontay Johnson can be really good. Najee is obviously good. Jalen Warren last year had a really good end of the season. They, they did a ton of work on their offensive line. I, like I said, until Mike Tomlin proves to me that he can't have a losing season or can have a losing season, I'm not going to bet on them to have a losing season. So I'm taking over. I will take this is one that I, I literally I pencil this bet in every single year. I'm taking the Steelers over eight and a half. Hmm. Right. No, I like that. Last two, Scoot. We we mentioned this team already. Under seven and a half for the Tennessee Titans. Oh my God, that's such a slam dunk. Like, first of all, they How was the number at seven and a half. Dude, I have no idea. I haven't looked at their schedule um outside of the the video of the people on Broadway. I have no, like, I don't even know if they know who their fucking quarterback's going to be. They clearly don't, they're, they're clearly out of love with Ryan Tannehill. Yeah. Which you and I have been talking about literally since he signed that fucking $150 million contract. They, they, they are clearly not like, he's not the future. And granted, he's, he's older. So that makes sense. But they drafted Malik Willis last year. They, they, apparently they don't like him like at all, which blows my mind. And then they draft Will Levis in the second round. So, they have no weapons. They they cut Taylor Luan. I just their defense was okay last year. I just don't I I I don't see how this team goes eight and nine. I really don't. Yeah, there's zero chance. That's that's what I'm they're saying. They're gonna be they're gonna be maybe worst team in the league. Bottom. I think they're I think they're gonna be bottom four in the league. Yeah, and yeah. I think that that might be a little conservative. Yeah. My last win total that I've seen so far that I like, Washington Commanders under six and a half wins. Ooh, ooh. Now hear me out. I love their defense. I love their defense. Chase Young is in a contract year now because they declined his fifth-year option. Not sure why, but he's in a contract year now, and I think he's going to come play with a chip on his shoulder. The rest of their defense is good. Their secondary is okay. Uh, They drafted Emmanuel Forbes, who I think could potentially be really good in the league. Um. Scary Terry McLaurin, obviously, Jahan Dotson, who I'm a big fan of. Brian um, Robinson, the running back, that's his name, mm-hmm. right? Brian Robinson. I just don't know if I'm putting my faith in Sam Howell to win seven games. Yeah, that's, that's what it all comes back to for me with the Washington Commanders. And to me, Sam Howell is not worth seven wins. He's just not. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. Everything else outside that team. I mean, we were talking about in the offseason when it came to Lamar. You drop Lamar in, and I think they're a legit contender in the NFC. Mm-hmm. But they're rolling with Sam Howell. I don't understand why. Yeah. So I don't. I, I just. I don't. I'm not buying in on Sam Howell. I'm just not. Yeah. That's fair. I think that's fair. So those are my win totals that I like as of right now. I'm sure that I will have more come August or July or whenever we revisit this. But 
Scott, how do you feel about those? Do you have any any other ones that we didn't talk about or no? No, I'll jump in. I, I didn't even think to look at like team win totals. So I'm definitely gonna jump into that next week and I'll see mm-hmm. kind of where I'm thinking. Maybe we'll get a little closer to the season, but yeah, it's definitely early. I just heard somebody talking about it and, and I got a little horned up, so I had to take a look. Yeah. But yeah, that some some stood out to me and it was like uh, oh, this is this is obvious. And others were like uh, I was trying to find an angle, but yeah. Anyway, as of May 17th, those are the win totals that I like. Nice. Those are good. I like those. Thanks, buddy. Um, and this is a real psycho move, but <laughs> most of the major books have week one lines put up. Um, I am by no means saying anybody should bet on a game <laughs> that's taking place in September. How is that? May how 17th. is that even a thing? Hey, man, these books, they 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 get after early and often. Um, but I will say there were a couple that stood out to me. Uh, two of them that I absolutely adore. Well, three of them, actually. So the opening game, the Thursday night opener. There's no way we're talking about lines for week Dude, one I'm, matchups. I'm, I'm just, I'm just, it's, it was put in front of me. There's no way. Scott, the opening game between Detroit and Kansas City, the opening game, week one, Thursday night, the total is 53. Between Detroit and Kansas City, that's a lot of points. That's a lot of points. It's a lot of fucking points. So I'm not saying that y'all should bet it. I'm just saying I don't think that game's going over. And then on the flip side, another game. I I do. Another game that I think is absolutely going over, the Baltimore Ravens playing against the Houston Texans. The total is 45. I think the Ravens might... I think the Ravens might put that up on their own. Like I said, it's 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 giving me Miami Dolphins Ravens Week One 2019 vibes. That's what I feel. All right, yeah. Can't believe we're actually talking about lines in Week One. It's it's, I just felt something. I just felt something in my plums. It's insanity. Also, you want to talk about a plum play? Uh, Bengals minus two and a half at the Browns. Lock that one in right now. Yeah, hammer. Lock it in right now. Hammer. <laughs> Oh All right, God. enough, enough, enough talk about lines because I can see Scott's brain about to explode. <laughs> I guess we're real fired up, dude. I can't fucking wait. I think we're less than a hundred days away, actually. Now that I think about it, <sighs> knocking on the door. Do you see the uh, you see the videos of uh, of Zay working at the castle today, dude? I love Zay Flowers so much. I know, I know. Every day that goes by, the more I like him. Love him. Also, I think he does traps with, or he does uh, shrugs with fire trucks because his traps are just monstrous. Yeah. All right, let's move away from the week one lines. Um, that was that was really all I wanted to talk about with you, Scott, regarding uh, the NFL. Obviously, the schedule release was the big one. Um, but before we go ahead and move away from the NFL, was there anything else that you wanted to touch on regarding no. whether the Ravens or the rest of the league? No, that video of Lamar today was awesome. Oh, of him, uh, of him throwing. Yes, dude. He that little video with the um, uh, what's the Macklemore song that was playing? Um, I want to say that that thrift thrift store thrift shop. Oh, it's the Nike song. Gosh darn it! These wings or wings? I think it's called wings. Okay, that song's awesome. And the fact that it was just due to the fact he's wearing Jordans. Just he's just the coolest dude. Lamar, Lamar's the best. Yeah, he had the uh, he had the the load. Where were they? The dunk cleats or the ones or something? Yeah, they, I think they were. The, they might be the dunks. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, those those were tight. Um, I, you also you jogged my memory. 
the Ravens schedule release video I thought was super cool because it was like so simple and yeah. minimal effort. Like, yeah. hey, we just we just signed Lamar to a massive contract. He's gonna yeah. walk us through our schedule. I thought that was cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that's the NFL talk for this week. Uh next week we'll have a little bit more NFL talk. And as we go through the summer, uh, we'll talk, you know, basically just everything that's going on or not going on in the NFL. Um, headlines as they come through and whatnot. We'll we'll cover it all as best we can. But for now, we will go ahead and move away from the NFL and move to what's currently going on. And that's the MLB. Sky, let's talk about the Orioles. Jeez, dude, that um I just, Kyle Lowry just put up a jump shot that was just disgusting. Um, no, dude, the O's are just – they're just so much fun. Love So them. much fun. They're, they're so de- much fun to watch. They're refreshing to watch. It's just – They're delightful. Start, it's slowly starting to feel like what it felt like with the Buck era. Like, we're getting to the summer months here shortly. Like, they're playing good baseball. I'm, like, happy when they're on every single night. It's, like, a nice little – like, I was cooking during the first five innings of that game, and, like, I walked in afterwards and it was just nice to like sit down and watch a couple innings. They're just, they're a lot of fun, dude. Playing such good baseball right now. Hey, speaking of buck, the Mets are doing pretty well, right? You can go sit on it and spin. <laughs> it's a long season. Dude. I told you, I like buck. I really do. I love him. He's not going to be the guy to win you a championship. He's just not. You sound like a guy with Lamar. What do you mean? You sound like one of those people that like hate Lamar for whatever reason. But like I'm actually like I'm I'm right here. Yeah. So, the- so this Ronald from Rising Sun think about Lamar. So congratulations. But no, the difference is he's the difference is he's not right and he thinks he is. Like I am right here. You're not. Buck's <laughs> got unlucky. A lot of injuries, dude. Okay. Verlander and Scherzer haven't been in on the rotation through a rotation cycle yet. Yeah, but Pete Alonso has like 20 home runs. That's all you got to pitch. We know that. I think the Mets also have the highest payroll in the MLB. They do. They do. Which we have the we have the second lowest below Tampa. Which that that stat blew my fucking mind. The fact that Tampa Bay has the lowest payroll in the MLB and they are far and away, well, not far and away, far and away a top two team in the MLB right now blows my fucking mind. It's crazy, dude. And correct me if I'm wrong, but the Braves have like a top five payroll, right? Like they. They spent. Yeah, that was because they locked up a bunch of their youngsters to not massive deals, but biggish deals. That when they they paid they paid when, when they when they traded for Matt Olson, they paid him like a shit ton of money. Yeah, they right? paid so, him essentially what they were going to give Freddie Freeman, which has worked out better for them. Yeah, certainly worked out better. And uh, I don't I I don't know off the top of my head, but I think the the move to not sign Dansby has actually looked pretty good for them too right like i don't think he's having a great season by any means nothing that's tearing he's doing what dansby does like he's not he's not a world beater out there yeah i think dansby really just benefited from the shortstop boom where he was just like hey i'm gonna cash in now which yeah good good on you yeah absolutely but uh yeah kind of it just sucks that he had to leave atlanta anyway let's talk some orioles um since last uh last time you and i spoke uh, the Orioles took two out of three from Tampa, which was huge. Huge. Took two out of three from Pittsburgh, which would have liked to sweep that series, but Keller was huge. just on fire. Series wins, Sunday. baby. Series, series wins. wins. And then we are currently up two games to one against the Angels, um, with the only loss coming basically single-handedly to Shohei Otani. He's disgusting. He, is he the best baseball player that's ever lived? Ever lived and will ever live. Yeah, I frankly don't think it's close. Like – 
bro, I know he got like hit around a little bit against us the other night, but like he was pitching and he 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 hit fit or he was hitting third and he hit a home run triple and a double. And what was nuts that that triple that he hit, he wasn't running. He's jogging. <laughs> it looked and, like he 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 looked like Jackson Holiday. He was bored. Yeah, he is he is so sick and he put in a crowd. This whole series of crowds have been great because of him. Yeah, man. I'm going tomorrow afternoon. And oh, I, are just, you? Nice. I hope I hope he plays. But mm. sure? yeah, he's Shohei, man. He puts the asses in seats. I mean, he DH today, so I'm hoping he plays tomorrow. Yeah, he should but, play then. Yeah, he should play. But I mean, you never know with these the, the rest day schedules and whatnot. But yeah, yeah, man, he puts asses in seats and rightfully so. He's the he's he's the best baseball player on the planet. I think he's the best baseball player that's ever lived. Me too. And 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 like you, I don't think we'll ever see anybody like Shohei in the if forever. Or or Shohei begins this new trend of this. Who knows? Like who knows that there there might that's, be guys coming up through the systems now that are in like high school college possible. that that's I would hope so, possible. dude. It's awesome. It's it's yeah, I mean, if you if you have a great athlete, like, and it's it, it kind of reminds me of like some of the, and again, not a basketball guy here, but it kind of reminds me of the way that some guys are talking about this uh, Victor Wembanyama kid. Like, who's to say that you can't have somebody that's seven four, you know, take three pointers and work on their handles? Like, yeah, if you have if you have a kid that is a great stick at the plate and can also throw, you know, ninety eight with a with a nasty curveball, who's to say they can't do both? Right? Like, why put them in a box? So. You might be right, man. And honestly, I hope you are because that would be incredible for the game if we had more kids like this. Even if they're it. not, even if they're not like to the level of Shohei Otani, like not everybody who plays both ways is going to be Shohei Otani, right? Obviously. Right. But if you have guys that are pretty good if, to very have, good, if, it's if good you for have the a game. guy that if you've got to hit pitches like Kramer and can hit, you know, or one way or another, like can hit MVP ish, but you know, pitch to a Kramer or Pitch or like Shohei and, and right. hit like a maybe a, a Jorge Mateo. Like regardless, mm-hmm. that is awesome. And yeah, hundred percent. And like, I actually think it's more of a kind of a, I don't want to say bad look, but like as a baseball fan, I'm kind of like, damn, like why can't we have guys that can pitch and hit? Like that kind of seems a little like, okay, you have guys that play the field, like that's impressive, and you need them to be good at that. So it's like, I think the biggest argument against it would be the whole physical exertion aspect yeah, of it all which yeah, i understand so yeah but i mean like show has been doing it longer than babe ruth ever did it right like babe ruth only played both ways for two years out of his career Shohei's already been doing it for longer yeah and he's like i knock on wood and maybe i'm remembering incorrectly but i don't believe Shohei's really dealt with injuries like i think he's done a pretty good job of taking care of himself taking care of himself first, i want to say his like first year or two he got hurt okay I know there was one year where he he kind of battled with injuries up and down, but I mean for the most part, I feel like he's stayed on the field for a good portion of the season. And granted, he's played in LA, which their season ends in September. That's just that's just how it goes with him. Um, but no, you're right. Like I I think now with the emergence of Shohei and, and the success that he's having, he's literally hitting and playing the field at an MVP level, and he's pitching at a Cy Young caliber. Like, it's just a perennial yeah. every-year thing. So, yeah, who's to say that we won't see kids doing that as they start to come up in the future? Yeah. I would hope so, because it it's just electric to watch, and it's 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 so impressive. It really is impressive. It really is. But going back to the Orioles, man. So we took, like I said, two out of three from Tampa, two out of three from Pittsburgh, and now we've – uh, we haven't won the series, but we can't lose the series against LA. We've taken two out of four. 
with the rubber match coming today as you're listening to this. Um, the the first thing that I wanted to talk about going back to what was that Monday's game where it was Shohei versus Grayson. Mm-hmm. Are we worried about Grayson Rodriguez yet? No, no, it's just frustrating. Like it, it. No, I'm not worried about him. I feel the same way I do kind of with Gunner. Like I'm just like, all right, well, we're just got to get through this because you have to. Like you can't. Grayson isn't going to learn anything that he can't learn here in AAA. And actually, to be honest with you, he can certainly learn less down in AAA. So it's just, it's just taking the punches. It kind of sucks. If this was last year, I'm kind of cool with it because you're just like, well, I mean, the team stinks, so we didn't really have much expectations, whatever. But now that there's expectation, you're trying to win every night. It does kind of suck that he hasn't gone more than five innings in any of his starts. Um, and but no, I'm not concerned. I think I think if we kind of get after All Star break and he's still doing these things, like you know, I know George has been like, well, he's had two good starts. It's just like, yeah, but like you want to see more consistency. Yeah, the thing that I want to say, I don't really care so much about like the the runs. Like crooked innings are going to happen, especially with the young pitcher. But it's really not crooked. It's like every inning he lets up a run or he lets up like a base runner, and like his pitch count gets up to 50 by the end of the third, and you're just like, well. Or even 60 in some cases. So it's just he's not efficient enough. And like that's the one thing with Gunner that I've been a little less timid about is like he's had good at bats. He's making good, he's playing better defensively. So you're like, all right, like that's I'm very confident that's gonna snap. A part that's just weird with Grayson is like he doesn't look anywhere close to dominant in any aspect. Like he doesn't have a pitch that he's dominant in and everything else he's struggling. Like he's kind of getting if guys are swinging and they're making contact, it's like most of the time it's a hard hit ball. Yeah. Yeah. And so my, my whole standpoint, I don't disagree with you by any means. My whole standpoint on Grayson is no, I'm not worried yet. Um, I wouldn't even say there's like doubt starting to creep into my mind. Like he's, he's shown you flashes in damn near every start. If Mm -hmm. not every single start that he's had of him being the guy, like being everything that's been advertised about him whether it's, you know, blowing a fastball 99 by somebody or breaking off just a nasty slider, like he's got it in him and he's shown it in every start and every outing that he's had. But like you said, he's getting knocked around a little bit. He hasn't gone past five innings yet in his career. Yeah. And I know he's only made eight starts. And we kind of talked about that a little bit last week where we have these lofty expectations because we've been hearing about him for Mm -hmm. three years at this point. So Maybe it's on us just a tad that we expect him to be more than what he is at this current moment, where he's literally made eight starts in the major leagues. Um, and Ben McDonald even started to talk about that a little bit uh, after Monday night. He was like, you know, it took it took me 200 innings or something before I started to like actually feel like I put it together, whereas Grayson is, yeah. you know, 40 something innings into his big league career. Mm-hmm. So I'm definitely not worried. and And. Obviously, I would like him to put it together a little bit quicker, but if it takes until the end of this season into the offseason for him to like actually put it all together, I'm fine with that because yeah. there's no way he's going to get better than what he's experiencing right now. He's going to have to get knocked around a little bit until he realizes like, okay, you can't leave a, a curveball up in the zone to Shohei Otani with two guys on or <laughs> or like – 
or if you're going to, if you're going to try and put 98 on the hands, you have to get it in on the hands and you can't leave it in the middle third of the plate. Like it's just, it's things that he absolutely knows, but just has to execute consistently at the big league level. It's the stuff that you can get away with in triple A. 100 there's the stuff that he's not getting away with now so the only way you're going to learn that is if you just learn to adjust it's not even close to similar comparison but like i remember when i played my first like varsity baseball game Mm -hmm. and like being like oh shit like i can't just groove a fastball and And i just throw it by someone yeah like i can't do that like i'm not like i'm playing up against guys that are about to go to college like i can't I can't do that. So I can yeah. only imagine what the difference is with actually good baseball players. And mm-hmm. so <laughs> like, yeah, it, it, it's pitching tough because it, it, there really is a learning curve. So no, not concerned yet, but I think I definitely understand people are frustrated. I'm annoyed and frustrated with it. Cause it's just like, damn, like I think what I'm getting frustrated with is like, damn, like if he didn't get hurt last year, this would be done with. Who knows where he'd he be is. on his right. second year and, you're it's it's just a way different circumstance yeah i i'm i'm definitely with you like i'm i'm annoyed just because like i'm i'm a big fan of him and i want to see him yeah. dominate like i know he's capable of and i think it's just going to take time and that's something that all of us Orioles fans are going to have to sit with yep. um but to me like the biggest thing that i've taken away from grayson and like i told you i was at his home debut against oakland and i saw some things while i was there and i've watched damn near every one of his starts and the biggest thing that I take away from Grayson is just location. Like, yeah, he he leaves the fastball over the plate. Obviously, the fucking the ball that Shohei Otani hit up 83 into Pennsylvania. That ball he just, was absolutely <laughs> murdered. Bro, that ball was cranked. I've oh. never seen a ball hit like that in Camden Yards ever. That ball was absolutely shit on. Yeah. But but that was one he just he hung a curveball. He was trying to get it down and he left it up over the plate. And he's been doing that in every start where, you know, he makes he makes two really good pitches. He'll come back and make a pitch like that where he just he doesn't hit his spot. So I think once he starts to get more comfortable, once he starts to, you know, realize the little things and the mechanical issues that he's having, why he can't hit his spots. Once he starts hitting his spots, then he'll be fine. That's the biggest thing to me, at least, and what I've seen. Um, But all of this to say. I'm not worried. I'm not even starting to doubt him. I just, I'm a little bit frustrated with the fact yeah, it's that it's taken longer than I've wanted it to. It's just annoying. Yeah. Because especially think, because we're trying to win. That's what sucks. Exactly. Exactly. So kind of in the same breath, um, let's get a temperature check on Gunnar Henderson. Where are you, where are you feeling on Gunnar Henderson? Getting, I'm actually getting, I'm actually, I was cold. I'm now getting up to like lukewarm. Mm-hmm. Cause he's starting, he's put some, He's hitting the ball really well. Like he's making harder contact. He's swinging through less pitches. Um, he's gotten a hit, I think, in each of his last like four games or three games. Mm-hmm. Um, Two hits I'm, tonight. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm. I think he's. I think he's slowly getting back. Me too. So when I when I originally started to like put my thoughts together before recording this episode, it was before wednesday's game sure and obviously he had he had the opposite field triple which was a great piece of hitting tonight and then he had that single that he he shot back up the middle yep i can't i think we actually talked about it last week my thing with Gunnar henderson was he was just taking too many pitches and he wasn't being as aggressive early on in the count that i thought he needed to be um over the last week i guess he's been swinging earlier in the count and he hasn't been watching as many pitches go by and taking as many strikes 
which yep. I, I think has made the world a difference. He's he's stepping into the box ready to swing and he's being more aggressive at the plate. And it's and I think at least it's helping him. He's like you said, he's gotten hits in each of his last three games. He had two hits tonight, the triple and a single. I I'm very much in a better spot with Gunnar Henderson than I was a week ago. Um, yep. And I'm kind of like you. I'm 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 about lukewarm room temperature. Yeah. I guess I would say yeah. room temp room temp. And just as a as a public service announcement to the rest of the MLB. Do not fucking let Gunnar Henderson get hot. Oh, brother. <laughs> if Gunnar gets hot and it can slot him in the three. Oh, brother. You got Cedric Adley Gunnar. Then you put in Santander. And you put Mount in Castle. Mount Castle. And then you put in Hayes at seven or six, six, six. And then you get Frazier at seven. Colton Kowser, maybe Colton Kowser. I think that's fake, dude. Yeah, you're probably right. But I'm not fucking what, fuck you. I'm going to be I'm going to be excited. You're fine. You're fine. You're fine. But yeah, if Gunner <laughs> and Jorge start... Mateo, don't forget about Jorge Mateo. He's been bad recently. Dude. Well, they said he's battling some sort of like leg soreness. Then don't play him. Well, he didn't play tonight. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. But hey, just, Joey or Joey Ortiz at least defensively looked really good. Tonight. I love. Well, Elias said tonight. I don't know if you heard him. Elias said on the, uh, the telecast, he's a, he's a second best fielding behind Mateo. Yeah, but and in the farm or in the organization, so that's huge. Yeah, man, I'm I'm a fan of uh, of of Joey Ortiz, man. I think I he's, love him. I think the dude's got a mitt on him. This I think has been also like he's gonna be a trade piece. I think. Oh yeah, you think? Defensive, nice young shortstop. Yeah, I think, I think, uh, I think he's gonna get a nice little. I, I mean, between nice... between him, between Westberg, and between the way that Jorge Mateo has been playing, one I of mean, the three of them something. gotta go. Right, you gotta do something. So I wouldn't mind to see maybe Ortiz go to second and trade Frazier with like a. Um... I certainly wouldn't hate Ortiz going to second. I don't think they're going to trade Fraser just because he was like an offseason acquisition. So yeah, yeah I mean, I guess but I like, think he's only on he's a one year deal, right? He's a one year deal. Oh. So at that point, it's kind of just like, all right, thanks. Thanks for your cup of tea. Get out. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, that's true. I just, yeah, I, I, mean, I don't know. I'd, I'd be, I think I'd be more surprised <laughs> if somebody were to like take him in a trade versus us giving him up. Yeah. But you could think if you're like a veteran team or not, I'm sorry, not a veteran team, um, a Young rebuilding team. team. Yeah. You just want something out there that you can fit. All right, pencil in a freaking veteran. Just go yeah, ahead. Yeah. And he's but, and he's played he's played fairly well this year too. So yeah. Yeah. Well, he's done pretty well. Spent like two thirty, but yeah. Yeah, but I mean, really, which what is else? what he did. Which, which is, is what, what more did, did you expect out of Adam Fraser? Like, I think he's barring ex, you know, barring any sort of lofty expectations. I feel like he's done okay. He's doing exactly what I thought it would be. Not very good. I don't know. He's he's exceeding expectations for me, but I expected next to nothing out of him before the season. Oof. So, yeah, I guess. All right, um, Scott, another thing that I wanted to talk about with you regarding the Orioles was uh, some of the prospects and guys that we could potentially see, be seeing soon. Um, so we mentioned Colton Kowser a few times. There was a report who I don't remember who it was from. I'll pull up the tweet now. I think it was like Orioles Big Bird, dude. I think you fell for it. Uh, you know what? Shut up. Uh, Bleacher Birds, at Bleacher Birds on Twitter. Uh, per source, Colton Kowser is on his way to Baltimore, is said to be joining the team tomorrow, a corresponding move to be announced after today's game. Um, nothing concrete about this report, uh, which is why Scott's telling me that I got Barry McCockinard. Um, I, I want to believe it just because I think we 
we would benefit severely by Colton Kazer being added to this team. Yeah. Scott, I looked up his stats uh, in AAA Norfolk. He's his slash lines. He's hitting 336, 447 slugging, 567, or excuse me, 447 on base percentage. Yes. 567 slugging, or maybe that I don't know. Is that what's his uh, what's his OBS? OPS. His OPS is one is 1044. Yikes. Wow. And he's got seven home runs and 28 RBIs on the year. Wow. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, he's fucking dominating. Mm. And I think it was uh, I think it was Monday night. He had he had two home runs in his first two at bats in Norfolk's game. You know who I want up now is Jackson. Yeah, dude. I want him up now. Now. Bro, I told you last week he's a fucking phenom. He was he was a, a single away from the cycle. He's and, four for four tonight. And the only reason he didn't get the cycle the other game other night was because Rain canceled the game. He's four for four tonight, dude. Jesus Christ. Is he really? Yes. Time oh to send it in our Twitter chat. He's unbelievable. And he's Elias a tonight, I've heard this too. He's saying he's getting off to maybe one of the best prospect starts he's ever seen. So that also tells me that Elias takes his time. How sick would it be if the number one pick last year clears all of minor league baseball this year and like ends the season in AAA? Yeah, that would be insane. How insane would that be? Well, I was reading, I was reading some tweets, and like a lot of people seem to think like after the All Star break he's going to end up in Bowie because, like, like like you said, before that dude, I absolutely think it could be before that. But like you said, Mike Elias said, I I heard him on the broadcast with uh, Kevin Brown and and Ben McDonald. He said that normally our like not even like our middle of the road prospects, our top prospects offensively struggle. Like there's a, there's a bit of a adjustment period when they get to Aberdeen specifically, he said, Adley Gunner. Um, I think he said Colton Kowser. They all experienced a little bit of a hiccup once they first got to Aberdeen. And mm-hmm. Jackson is obviously not like, I think Jackson's hitting like three fifty or 400 or something. Mm-hmm. Like he is not adjusting poorly at all. Like he is hit the ground running, dominating, dominating, fucking eating at bats up there. So, yeah, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility to, to, you know, come come the end of June. We're talking about Jackson Holiday playing for the Bowie Bay Sox. Like, it's the kid's a fucking star in the making. Yeah, he's sick. But anyway, so I'm I'm hoping we see Colton Kowser at least at the very least by the end of the month. Colton needs to be up here by the end of the month. I think so, too. I think so, too, especially when guys like Taron Vavra are taking a roster spot and he's not really not doing lighting much. the world on fire Had a good night tonight but yeah not not yeah, that's yeah, his yeah. first like good game of the season and i understand the the I, I can't remember if we mentioned this last week but i understand with taron vavra like i understand he could play multiple positions he's he's a Blech. utility guy he's a swiss army knife i get all that Blech. but who gives a fuck man if you can get one of your young guys up like like a colton Kowser who can help you win games and he's one of your top prospects get him yeah. the experience man like give him it and you know to the the cherry on top He's going to put asses in the seats. The, the, yep. the fans are going to go to see him play. Yep, I agree. So I want Colton Kowser up. I know you do, too. I know the rest of us want him up. Uh, but another guy that another guy was actually mentioned on the broadcast as well tonight, Jordan Westberg. Jordan mm-hmm. Westberg is slashing 321, 395, and 626. He has a 1021 OPS, 11 home runs, and 38 RBIs. That so, man. I mean... That man want to talk about another traded. guy fucking dominating. Yeah, he's getting oh. traded. I am so We won't convinced. ever see Jordan Westberg in a Baltimore or uh, uniform. I'm so convinced he's getting traded. 
and Mike Elias all but confirmed that for me tonight on the broadcast. He said they've been working him at second. They've been working him at third, and they've even been working him in corner outfield just to get him. So they're boosting that stock time up a little bit. Yeah. So yeah, they're 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 inflating him. They're dangling that carrot in front of the other MLB teams. They're saying, hey, look at what this guy can do. Come and get him. The Come and get thing, him. The biggest thing has been he's just not getting added to the forty man. Yeah. Like, which that so- that never made sense to me. Well, and now it does now, especially if they're trying well, yeah. to get him traded. Right. But anyway, he's another guy that is just fucking tearing. He's so good. He's gonna be so good tearing up the minor he's leagues. gonna be like a jj hardy i think so too i think he's just gonna be that model of consistency he's not gonna you know he's not gonna be a fucking mvp but he'll just fucking eat up the defense he'll be a glove he'll be a bat and you could just pencil him and pencil him in the lineup every night jj was so good oh. i loved jj hardy man he was so good so good Last guy I wanted to bring up with Tony Kristen. She was a big fan of JJ Hardy. Oh, oh, really? She's snickering on the couch right now. <laughs> Last guy I wanted to bring up with you in the Orioles farm system. Connor Norby is a name that's kind of been floated out. I think he's a little bit farther behind than the other two guys that we just mentioned. Uh, but Connor, Connor Norby. Yeah, I mean, he's just more so because, you know, he plays second base. He can fill that hole. He's got a good pop. Uh, he's currently slashing 272, 318, 392 with a 710 OPS. So not terrible numbers, but you know, not Westberg or, or Kowser numbers. Yeah. He's a guy who I could also see being included in a trade or maybe them bringing him up at the end of the year when the rosters expand. Um, regardless though, whether it's any one of those three or anybody else, like, I mean, you know how I feel about DL. I, I want to start seeing some of these guys turn over and come up to the big leagues because, not that I don't like our current roster as it is, but I want to start seeing some of these young guys have an impact, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I just don't know why I don't like Connor Norby. I have no clue why. Yeah. Well, what's your deal with Connor Norby? I don't know. I, I don't know if it's his name or, or what. Also, Connor That's definitely Norby what it is. And, and Joey Ortiz look like twins. Do they? Look up a picture of them side by side. They look like twins. Connor Norby just looks like a white Joey Ortiz. A white Joey, Joey Ortiz, yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's kind of crazy. Isn't that kind of weird? Yeah, I, I don't weird. know. I don't really know why. Like, is, is he, It could be that he's a little older, or is he not older? Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. I just I hear that name get thrown out. All, no, he's 22. Jesus. He's 22? We laugh at Chris. Lord. <laughs> I'm 26, and... These guys are no. 22 is just absolute dominating. Yeah. I mean, that's what we're here fighting my life, making ramen and they're, they're hitting bombs. Yeah. I mean, I lift heavy circles and tell myself I'm an athlete. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, all right. That's our Orioles farm talk. Scott, another thing I wanted to do with you this week was kind of take a, a temperature check on the rest of the league. Uh, as far as, you know, some of the other stuff that's going on in the league uh, outside of Baltimore. I know you you watch a good bit of baseball that isn't Orioles baseball. You mm-hmm. definitely watch more than me. Um, so you can probably chime in here. I looked at it from a betting perspective and was just kind of, you know, taking stock of what's going on around the league. Uh, so currently right now on the major sports books, the World Series front runners are the Arizona or Arizona gracious oh. Atlanta Braves. <laughs> yeah, not 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 Arizona. The Atlanta Braves are plus 500 
outright to win the World Series. Okay. Dodgers are right behind them at plus six fifty. Because the Dodgers uh, are a team to look out for. Yeah, so they're they're twenty seven and fifteen. They've been hot over the last like two or three weeks. Uh, they're currently three games up on Arizona in the NL West. Behind the Dodgers for third shortest odds uh, are two teams tied. Tampa Bay Rays and the Houston Astros at plus 700. Everybody knows what the, the Rays are doing. They have the best record in baseball. They're on fire. Uh, Houston Astros are only three games above 500. They're 22 and 19. They're second in the AL West, three games behind Texas, uh, who's 25 and 16. Mm-hmm. And then there's a bit of a jump to the San Diego Padres at plus 1,000. Damn. Um, one thing that stood out to me, obviously everybody knows about Houston, right? Everybody knows the guys that they have on the team and what they're capable of. I just thought it was a little odd that they are not even the best team in their division. And I know. they have that the now. third shortest odds. Yeah. It's that's just, that's just kind of, that stood out to me. And also the it's San Diego division, Padres. It, yeah. Tough division. Um, but also the Padres, like I, I, that one makes no sense to me at all. They need to get their shit figured out because, like, fast. They're making that like classic. You can have as many players as you want, but like, it doesn't always translate to success. It's the Phoenix Suns. You can have Chris Paul and Devin Booker yeah. and Kevin Durant, but you remember way matter. back the Tigers added like Dontre Willis. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Do you remember that off season where they added guys at the? I do. And they, like, should have been stacked, and they just sucked. You remember that? Well, well yeah, because they had Miguel Cabrera, they had Justin Verlander, they yeah. had Max Scherzer, like they had guys, and for whatever reason, it just fizzled out. And then it's very similar to like with the uh, the Angels when they got like pull host Josh Hamilton and C.J. Wilson. Like, yep. Now, granted, I think all the players they've added are significantly better than those guys. So it's just it, and they also have like little brother syndrome to the Dodgers. And the, <laughs> well, the yeah, fact that's that for the Dodgers sure. lost guys and then got hurt during spring training and they're still bullying them is, is tough. Yeah. It's a bad look for the Padres. And on it's top of it all, they're, they're like getting blown out and they're laughing and yeah. dug out just bad looks. Yeah. Uh, so I don't remember who your predictions were, but before the season, I had the Seattle Mariners beating the San Diego Padres, right? I think yeah. I had the Mar- No, no. I did had. I have it the other way around? Anyway, I, I know I had the I had I had the Padres and the Manners in the World Series, and neither of those predictions are looking very good right now. Damn, who did that Do you choice? remember who you had? I thought it involved Houston again. It might have. Or was it Houston or Toronto that you had coming out of the AL? No, I think I had them playing up against them. I for whatever reason had a weird feeling it was going to be the the um trying to think of the divisions maybe the braves to be honest with you but don't entirely remember yeah i don't remember either who you had i I can't remember why i don't remember who you have but anyway yeah my predictions are not looking good um my nl mvp is not looking good at all who you had tatis right yeah Uh, i wouldn't say that's not looking good Ah! i mean he's currently the third shortest odds to win nl mvp all right but the problem is the team the, sucks. Well, the team sucks. But the shortest odds in the NL is a fucking wagon. You want to take a guess? NL. It's going to smack you in the face when I tell you. No, it is. Is it Acuna? It is Acuna. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Ronald Acuna right. Jr. is plus 165 to win the Ooh. NL MVP. Yeah, he's <laughs> dominating right now. 
And then Pete Alonso is right behind him at plus 1,000. And then Fernando Tatis is plus 1,100. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, I can't remember who my NL MVP was before the season started. I don't remember who it was. But I know I didn't have any of those guys. Yeah. Uh, and then in the AL, to nobody's surprise. Shohei Otani is, oh, right. is the current MVP it. favorite. Yeah, I, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Yeah, Shohei's the current current favorite at even money. He's plus 100 right now. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Behind him is Mike Trout, plus 1,000. And third shortest odds is Vladdy Guerrero, plus 1,200. I thought Vladdy was going to have a big year. I know. I was expecting him to do a little bit more. I feel like I haven't heard his name like nearly at all yeah. throughout the season. I know he, he got, got hurt in spring training, I think. He got right? hurt last night, too. Oh, did he? Mm-hmm. Oh, that sucks. That does suck. He's fun to watch. He is fun to watch. So anyway, that's uh, that's what's going on in baseball. Scott, what are your predictions as of right now, May 17th, of what I just laid out? What do you think of me, World Series odds? World Series. MVPs. What do you think of it? Give me your thoughts. My change of uh, World Series is going to evolve. You ready? Give it to me. And I'm dead ass here. Oh, boy. The Baltimore Orioles versus the Los Angeles Dodgers. Oh my God! What a series that would I be! Would, I would. What lose, a series that I would, would be. lose my mind. I just think I think the O's are going to add something, and I just think this team's a. I wagon. think they have to, right? Like, there's no way that the roster just stays the way it is. Uh, and I just think I think they're good, and I think they're only going to get better. And like we said, Gunner still has to get going. Adley's been playing decent recently. Just think, I just think that's going to get. And then you have to also think this is to Todd the other day. They're I hope they're gonna sign that extension here soon of of Camden. And mm-hmm. that place is going to be filled to the gills when that happens. Oh my god. Place, What's... Over the summer, I said to him when I was there Friday night with Kristen. When I yeah, you said go, it was a religious experience. Yes, it was it the crowd felt so much different than what it was during that buck era. That Buck era kind of felt like they were maybe catering to like the Earl Weaver crowd of like, hey, we got that manager. It's very similar to Earl, kind of feisty old gnome looking dude. And then <laughs> this team reminds me of what happened with Lamar with the Ravens was like it brought on this whole new kind of generation of fans that mm-hmm. like is younger. I mean, it had a lot of it has to do. We were sitting out in left field with the the, the squirt zone. Mm. And then bird bath, bird, bird squirter. But you it just were, you guys were getting wet at Camden Yards. Sure was. And it was, dude, I just feel like the O's got something this year. I don't know what it is. They definitely have something. I just, that they build on it and don't kind of just accept the whole, well, you know, 2024 was the year that we had circled or whatever. I don't so, think they're, I don't think they're going to do that. I hope not. I hope not. But uh, anyway, Hey man, you never know. I, if I were to look at it right now, I, I know this is chalk and I'm, I hate myself for saying this, but my prediction as of right now would be uh, Dodgers Rays. Ugh. I know. I know. I hate it, too. God, I would hate that so much. Me, too. Me, too. I just think this race team is really fucking good. And I pray because I hate the dude. I pray that Kevin Cash, is that his name? Mm-hmm. The manager? I pray that he just shoves his foot directly in his own mouth and fucks everything up like he did last year. But they're You're just good. really, they're really I hate fucking him. good. Yeah, I can't stand him. He looks like he should be like a working out like Sears. No, to me, he he gives off like L.A. fitness manager vibes. Yeah, yeah. Anytime but fitness. I can't. I yeah. I hate him, and I hope the Rays don't. But they're just really fucking good. Yeah. 
what I would really hate is like a Braves Rays series. I feel like that would just be boring. Yeah, no, I mean anything with the Rays would just suck. Well, yeah, that crowd sucked. Dong. That crowd does suck. Like, Ugh. and on top of it, the Trop is just a shit. That's what I mean. Arena. Like, it's just like nobody wants to go there. Ugh. I feel like I feel like they would have trouble selling out like a fucking World Series. Yeah, they would. So anyway. That's it for baseball. Scott, you have anything else before we move on? No. All right. Now our favorite topic that we get to talk about four times a year. Hey. What? Hockey. Well, yeah, that's true. But before we get to hockey. Oh. Oh, majors. Scott, we got major championship golf. I do. I got to get my bets out. It is a major week, dude. PGA championship. PGA championship at Oak Hill. Starts as of this episode released today. Yeah, as as this episode is being released, there is major championship golf being played, and I I don't know about you, I have a shit ton of bets. I have a bunch. Oh yeah, you want to go first? Um, yeah. Why not? All right, Scott, go ahead and rattle off your PGA Championship bets. So I got my I I put in three winners, three favorite okay. winners. Okay. I have Brooks Kepka at plus twenty one hundred. Love that pet. He's playing some good golf. I love it. He was just there at Augusta. I think. I think he's gonna play well. The obvious ones: Scotty Scheffler plus seventy-five. Have to. Uh, have so to. he played well last week too, going into this. So I think that he could play well. And then the other one's John Rahm at plus seventy-five as well. Have to. Just such a solid. You know, I think mm-hmm. the they're great. Yeah. And then I have a two-leg parlay of Scotty Scheffler finishing as the best U.S. player. Ooh. And then I have uh, John Rom. It's the same parlay mixed in there with the best European player. I the like that a lot. If is is the Scheffler play because you know there's just a lot of U.S. golfers, not as many well, yeah, as sure. European. Um, but oddly enough, Scheffler had. Wait, no, no, it does make sense. So Scheffler had, I guess. No, that doesn't make any sense. Scheffler had plus. He was plus four seventy. To be the lowest American? No, yes, that does make sense. Okay, yeah, sorry. My math's all bunged up here. Yeah. I was like, and what are you John Rahm was at plus two, uh, 230. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm sorry. And then I have a six-leg parlay to end it up. I have actually oh one more. And then I have Scotty Shelford to make the cut, John Rahm to make the cut, Kepka to make the cup, Thomas to make the cut, Hovland and Homa to make the cut. I'm a little the, worried about Homa. I was going to say, the only one that worries me there is Max Homa. It's Homa, but he was he – was, he was minus three ten, so I don't know. I just we'll see. Okay, okay. Um, I mean, I hope I hope for Max's sake that he does. Me too. He needs to start making some majors. Yeah. My favorite one of the weekend to oh miss the cut is Bryson DeChambeau. Ooh, what price did you get that at? So I got him at minus money at minus one twenty one. Oh, I that's fine. Yeah, I like but, that a lot. Yeah, I, he never makes the cut anymore on yeah, these fuck, major tournaments. So and, fuck and, him, and he's a prick. And this is this is a course where like, yeah, have to you yes. have to one hit your irons really well. You have to hit your you have to be able to tee box perfectly. And two, like it doesn't matter. Like you you can't just hit it long and mm-hmm. try to scramble like he does. Yep. Like you have to be in and around the fairway because well, this I think course, Scheffler and and Rom is going to cater to those guys. I I I absolutely agree. I'm Maybe definitely. Maybe you see gonna, Rory taking a run because he's so efficient off so. the tee box. But I hope so. I definitely am going to put a little bit on both Scoot and John Rom just because. I mean, we're kind of at the point in both of their careers where it's like them versus the field. So yeah. 
yeah, I don't hate those bets at all. I really like that DeShambo to miss the cut. I am yeah. definitely, definitely going to take that. I love that. Um, okay, so I, I'm kind of all over the place here. So I'll start with my outrights. I have three outrights. I'm also on Brooks Kepka at plus 2,100. I am on Jordan Spieth at plus 3,600. I don't love this one because he's yeah. battling that wrist injury, right? Yeah. Um, but he before the wrist injury, he's playing some. he was playing some good golf. He was. And this is the last major that he needs for the, the career Grand Slam. Okay. So I'm going to sprinkle a little bit at 36 to 1. And this one, I kind of out of the middle, out of, out of nowhere. But I did, I listened to a bunch of people talk about it, the way that he's playing, the way that he handles majors. I'm going to take a flyer on Corey Connors. I love that play. At 120 to 1. Dude, like, I do like, I do like him. He, he, to me, is like he's not going to blow you away with his distance, right? He's not super flashy. He's consistent. He he is kind of like a – he's a Canadian Colin Morikawa to me. Like yeah. he's, he's, he's not long. I would long. love to see Morikawa do something this week too. Me too. Me too. And I thought that this, this tournament kind of brings Morikawa back into play because he's really good with his irons. And if he could just hit fairways and get to the green, Morikawa will definitely have a chance. But Morikawa's putter is just not where it needs to be. So who knows? But I, I'm with you. I would love to see Morikawa. But anyway, Corey Connors is my third play at 120 to one. It's it's a flyer. Okay. Some tournament specials that I found that I really like. Uh, Jordan Spieth to finish in the top 30 is minus 120. So have to lay a little bit of juice here. But I figured top top 30 for Jordan Spieth, major championship winner. He needs it for the for the career Grand Slam. Yeah. Before he got hurt, he was playing good. Like I said, so. I'm okay with laying a little bit of juice there. Um, another one that I really like at plus 290, Patrick Cantlay and Brooks Kepka both to finish in the top 20. Yeah, I like that. I like that one a lot. Top 20 is um, high, but yeah, I like that. Yeah, it's, top 20 is high, but Cantlay is another one. He's coming into it playing really good golf. He was there at Augusta. He was in the top, I think, 15 or 20 in Augusta. And obviously, like you said, Brooks Kepka, T2 or T3, whatever he did in Augusta. Um. Here's another one, just kind of, you know, a fun one. Uh, no hole-in-one for the entire tournament is plus 104. I don't know. Something something fun. Seems too low to me. See, I agree. But then, I mean, when we talked about the Masters a few months ago, I was all in on the hole-in-ones, and there were none. And I feel like Augusta is a, a more gettable course than Oak Hill is. I know. That's, that's what I'm saying. But plus 104 is just... Well, you also have to think. You also have to think it's all four days. You know. Yeah, so. I guess. I guess. Yeah. No, watch me. They're gonna go put one in tomorrow morning. Yeah, literally, like first tea time. There's gonna be. There's gonna be a hole in one. Um. Another one, Scott. I don't know if you've ever dabbled in three ball, but it's basically picking the leader out of the the threesomes in the in their groupings. Okay. So the only one that really stood out to me, uh, Sahith Thigala to win his group. He's plus 120 over, okay. Kurt, over Kurt Kitayama and Zach Johnson. Yeah, love it. Sahith has just been fucking on a tear. All he's year. awesome. He is. Cool dude. He's a fucking stud. I am a huge Sahith Tagala fan. Uh, so I like him in three ball at plus 120. Uh, and then I have four finishing position bets. Brooks Kepka in the top 20 at plus 110. Jordan Spieth in the top 20 at plus 170. Okay. Scott, your guy, Tommy Fleetwood in the top 20. Love Tommy Fleet. Fleet in the top 20 at plus 210. 
And then Corey Connors in the top 20 at plus 280. I like this. I like that. Those are all my PGA Championship bets. So excited to watch tomorrow. Oh I am I am very excited for this. I will one. say this is my least favorite major, but I'm, yeah, me I'm too. fired up. I, it's my least favorite major, but it's like my fifth favorite tournament or sixth favorite. Yeah, tournament yeah, of it's the up year, there right? with one of my favorite tournaments of the year for sure. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, major. We we talked about it when when the Masters were going on. Just something different about major championship golf, having all the best guys out there. So, should be a great tournament. I would love to see. I would love to see similar to what we got at Augusta on Sunday, like just a packed leaderboard of a bunch yeah. of people within striking distance and just all the chaos happening, obviously. But I think the way that Oak Hill is playing this week, I think it definitely like there's there's I a hope, possibility for that. I hope there's some high scores. Oh, yeah, me too. I, I would love to see the winner be like six under par. Yeah. That would be odd. like not quite U.S. Open, but yeah, it doesn't have to. Yeah, it doesn't have to be that tough, but. But just something that's not twenty under. Just let me let yeah. me see some. Let me see these guys fighting. What was uh what was John Rom at the Masters? I want to say it was like eighteen. Oh, was it? I thought it was like fourteen. It, honestly, dude, hold on. I think it actually was lower than that. Really? Oh uh, yeah, you're right. It was twelve. Okay. It was eight under with second place. Gotcha. So yeah, I'd like to see. I'd like to see the winner of this tournament be at like six or seven. Yeah, agreed. All right. That's about it on PGA uh, Championship, unless you had anything before we go no, ahead and no. move on. No. All right, Scott. As we've been doing for the last couple of weeks, Ugh. last order of business, we are officially into the conference finals. Ugh. Update us on the Stanley Cup playoffs. Brother, I'm so disappointed with it. I'm so I know, me sad too. with it. Me too. These matchups like, kind of suck. No, they don't kind of suck. They really suck. I understand <laughs> it. It is good for hockey to get these different teams in. What sucks is like none of these teams have like headline players. Like no one that's gonna bring you to the table to watch. Just right. I mean, I guess the Chuck in Florida. Yeah. Um couldn't I couldn't name you a guy in Dallas that's of any I mean there's like, you know, they have Sagan and I was Pavelski, gonna say the only the only person I know is Tyler Sagan. Sagan and, and Pavelski are good, but they're not they're not Dude, like what what the fuck happened to McDavid and the Oilers? Like, how did they not win that series? I get Vegas is good, but like Vegas is fuck? good. Ve- Vegas is really good. Um, but I think that's the kind of the thing that kind of sucks is all these teams are really good. Like all of them. They're all phenomenal teams, but that's they don't have a phenomenal player. They just play such a really good system and they play so right. sound. So I'm just well, that that's like that's like the Canes mo, right? Like the Canes are just like yeah, Brendan Moore head coach. It's, it's 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 a testament to these these coaches. I mean, these, and what's awesome too is that the the Canes locked up Brendan Moore for like eight years this offseason. So like, he's a phenomenal coach. He played there. He was awesome. He was one of my favorite players growing up. I loved watching Rod Brendan Moore. But yeah, I'm just bummed. There's nothing. I mean, I'm I'm gonna be watching because I just love hockey. Well, yeah, yeah, of course. Like, like I was really hoping McDavid could have made it out, or at least Matthews. But those boys shit the bed. My God. Yeah, I mean, Austin Matthews disappeared. Zero goals is just that's just not good. Not that's good so at all, bad, dude. It's so bad. And, they, and it, what's crazy is every year when they lose in the playoffs, like that happens. Like one oh, of yeah. those four just completely disappear. Did they end up winning a game in the second round? Yeah, they won one. Oh, that's too bad. Which is that would have been hilarious if they got. Yeah, swept. it would have been hysterical. <laughs> As much as I wanted them to go, but I just wouldn't. Remember. So now I'm mad because it was a gentleman's sweep, and they they just got 
Yeah. So at this point right now, uh, the favorite? conference have they have they started the conference? No, they start uh, tomorrow night. Okay. So give us your give us your prediction on the. Stanley It'll be Cup. Carolina versus Dallas. Ew. And yeah, and then I think Dallas. I'm sorry, Carolina wins in six. Okay. I could see. I mean, the way that these playoffs have gone, I could see that happening. Yeah, Dallas. I, I think is a that bit, would suck. Dallas is a little bit of a buzzsaw. Florida's a huge buzzsaw, but I think that buzzsaw is going to run out because they're going to. They beat. They beat Boston, which was had that high of the season, and it's really tough to flip that switch to play serious hockey. It's tough. Then you got Toronto in the second round. Like, are you kidding? They're going to play finally like a really sound team, and I just think. Is it bad of me as a Caps fan to want Vegas to lift the cup? No, no, there's nothing against Vegas. I think Vegas lifting the cup. In fact, I love Vegas. They gave me maybe one of the happiest moments of my life. (laughs) I think Vegas winning the cup would be like perfect this year. Yeah, no, I would be cool with it. I just don't know. Dallas is playing so good right now, and they're getting yeah. Good Dallas good is on ending. Dallas is on fire. So, but I mean, no, I mean, I think it's in the best interest for hockey if if Carolina gets there for Florida. Um, okay. Best matchup wise would be Carolina versus Vegas. Yeah, see, that's kind of what I'm hoping for. Fast, great fan bases. That could be fun, but I, just, I don't know. I think Dallas is gonna get them. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, like you said, Dallas is on fire lately, so who knows? But yeah, I'm definitely going to be tapped in. I- I've enjoyed the playoffs to this point. They've been, they've been fun. While there isn't that star power in this round, I mean, it's it, there's still going to be good hockey played, so yeah, I'll be tapped in for sure. If anything, it'll be better hockey because it's just pure great coaching and like great systems. It'll be great games. They should all be great series, but just kind of lackluster fun. That's Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel you, man. All right. Well, that was about it that I had uh, in regards to the NHL and everything on this episode. Scott, you have any closing remarks before we go ahead and move on? No, dude. Fuck allergies. I'm dying over here. <laughs> I could see you're, you're bullying yourself through the end of this. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get out of here, Scott. Before we do so, though, shout out to the week. I got to um, Cedric Mullins Friday night, like I said, was religious. And oh, that's right. I can't. We completely passed over that. Fucking said he said he went for the cycle on Friday. Yeah, yeah. That was and what the funniest part was is I knew I had a couple Millers, so I guess I wasn't Naturally. thinking fully through. But I saw he was four for or, I'm sorry, three for four at the plate coming up. And for whatever reason, I was just like, oh, he can't hit for the cycle. I don't I don't know why. I was just like, I just thought for whatever reason, I I just it was not on the table. And so when he hit the home run, I was just Tough jacked money. up because he had hit a home run and we now had like some insurance runs. Cause like we had scored and they had scored. So it was just nice insurance. Right. And like I'm celebrating and like I, the place was kind of going like nuts, nuts, like, you know, big home run. Cool. But like it was nuts. And I was like, Jesus. And I looked up at the board and it was saying like cycle and I was and it like registered in my dome. And I was like, I was like, he just hit a, he just hit a cycle. It was so sick. The crowd was awesome. And he came out for the standing ovation. That was super innings. cool. That Dude, was, that was cool. so cool. And like, I was out in the outfield. So that was even cooler. Like that section was bumping. That whole row was unbelievable. Um, the guy next to us, um, first baseball game he had ever been to. And he missed the home run. Oh, I know. Devastated for the guy. He didn't seem to care. He was just happy to be at Opeki, which was cool. Oh, that's good. Um, yeah. So that was sick. Cedric's one of my favorite Orioles too, so I, this, that was just really cool. That was awesome. Yeah, it was it was a good night. It was beautiful at the yard. God, it was it was it was awesome. 
Um, my second one was, this is going to sound tr- like cheesy as shit. Um, my wife, Kristen, made this chicken tonight for dinner. <laughs> that may have been the most delightful and immaculate thing I've ever eaten in my entire life. It's chicken. You know what I mean? Like you, you There's only so much you well, can do with chicken. Yeah, you can only dress it up so many ways. Yeah, and she dressed it up a different way tonight. That was, it was flour chicken with some honey, soy sauce, apple cider vinegar, and some mustard, and Ooh. a oh, little mint garlic up phenomenal. in there, and some quinoa with some peas. Oh my gosh, it was. That's not, you, you want to talk about a religious experience. That, that sounds biblical. Correct. It was biblical. Last Supper. <laughs> Jesus, well, Jesus would have said, God, let's hold on one day. I got to have one more. <laughs> well hey good shout outs man yeah thanks uh so i have two uh first one uh i believe i shouted them out a couple weeks ago but i'm gonna do it again uh skrillex fred again and fortet three musicians three djs uh they closed out the uh 2023 coachella festival they were the last performance of the of the weekend and their uh their full live set just got put on youtube i think last weekend nice um I finally had the chance to like actually watch all like hour and 20 minutes of it or however long it was nice. one of, if not the best live sets I've ever seen. And I've seen a ton, listened to a ton. The, the production was all great, but what I loved is that like these three guys are so fucking talented and their live mixing and everything was all authentic. It was real ass DJing and it was exactly what everybody like wanted out of them and what everybody yeah. deserved from nice. those three guys. Fred again is clump is quickly becoming one of like my favorite EDM artists of all time. He is incredibly talented. He's a musical genius. And it, it was, it was a phenomenal, phenomenal set. So if anybody who's listening enjoys EDM and has not heard of these guys, go watch their Coachella set. They were, it was as close to perfect as you could get. In my opinion, it was so yeah. good. Uh, and my last shout out, uh, this one's a little bit sentimental. Uh, my parents, Thursday is their wedding anniversary. I think 27 wow. years. So uh, shout out to them. Wow. Great people. Oh my God. Great people. Remarkable people. Yeah. Your dad, your dad kind of say whatever he wants and I would laugh. Yeah. He just is that guy. Your dad could tell me like he hated me and I'd be like, yeah, that's cool. See ya. <laughs> yeah. That checks out. I love the dude. And your mom's <laughs> just a sweetheart. She's the best. Yeah. Yeah. My dad's a menace. My mom's an angel, yeah. but yeah, shout out to them. 27 same, years. It's the same in my household. Yeah, pretty much. It's the exact same, actually. Uh, yeah. My mom's like, a saint, it, and then, you know, Kevin is. <laughs> and your dad is just texting me dick jokes. Yeah, daily. <laughs> uh, all right. That's our shout outs for the week. That is episode 54. Sheesh. <sighs> Scott, we're we're getting to be gray haired in this game. Brother, I was combing my hair yesterday. And I saw no. Like did you find one? Dog, I saw like two or three, like right up in here. Oh no! Call me the silver fox, daddy. All right. <laughs> All right, folks. That's it. Thanks for tuning in. Everybody, have a great weekend. Uh, get out and enjoy the weather. Uh, Scott and I are going to be playing some golf on Friday, which I'm pumped sure about. Sure. Um, but yeah. Until next time, everybody. Stay hydrated, babes. Keep going. Peace.
Drop my eye, pull me closer, and never let me. 